0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. You're live with the App Show. We've got a lot of app news and apps to talk about on today's program. Uh, Later on, we're going to talk about the Hot 5 food ordering apps. We'll also talk with the folks over at MoGo, a new type of finance app that you really want to uh, check out and download. It gives you free credit monitoring. Want to talk about uh, insurance and privacy now. Uh, a decision by Nova Scotia's regulator will soon allow a major insurance company to offer drivers a potential discount in exchange for tracking their habits behind the wheel through their mobile phones. And it's also announced this week that uh, the NDP here in British Columbia has asked ICBC to look into high-tech solutions to distracted driving. On the line, uh, we've got Vincent Gogolek. He's uh, with the BC Freedom of Information and Privacy Association to talk about uh, the privacy implications. Thanks for joining us, Vincent.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Uh,
0: so on one side, this sounds like a good thing. Uh, if you give the insurance company uh, access to your uh I guess your driving habits—you could get a discount. But what are the privacy implications? Should we be concerned about this?
1: Well, this this is something that uh, that has been uh, in in effect for a while. We did a major study back in uh, in 2015 for the Federal Privacy Commissioner, uh, called "Connected uh, the Connected Car: Who Is in the Driver's Seat?" and that's available online uh, on our website, fipa.bc.ca um uh, we also looked at what's called usage-based insurance and that's that's what this is and at that time what the companies were doing was uh, using a dongle which is a device that you plug into the, the car's onboard diagnostics and it's, it's doing more or less the same things that the, uh, the new apps are, uh, or the app that was just approved in Nova Scotia is doing, which is to uh, keep track of, you know, how, how the car is being driven in terms of is there sudden, sudden acceleration or deceleration? Are you gunning it from the lights? Are you slamming on the brakes? Are you whipping around a corner? And uh, you, you plug this in for a period of uh, of months depending on the on the company and then the company would decide how much of a discount to give you based on what they're observing from your uh, from your driving. So what happened uh, what what happened in Nova Scotia is they're moving it from uh, having the insurance company provide you with a device plugging it into your uh, into your vehicle and then having you drive around with it to well, you, in order to get the discount, you have to download the app and have your phone with you. So it's a, it's primarily to save money for the company in terms of what are they doing. Uh, privacy implications are a little, in, are, are are interesting and uh, they they vary a little bit in terms of the move from uh, from the from the dongle from the plug-in device to uh, to the. Uh, to the app, because before what happens is that uh, it would be the car that would be monitored. So, the company would collect the information, or the the information would be collected by the the device, and would go off to usually not the company directly, but a third party that would then provide a report to the uh, to the company and, and and an analysis. So, the uh, the, the fact that this is being done through an app now, through your phone, raises an additional question, which is, well, to what extent does this app have access to other things on your phone? So that, that's the new wrinkle that, uh, that comes in. There's also a practical matter, which is uh, dealt with in the, in the uh, Nova Scotia utilities decision, which is previously, like when you have the thing plugged into your car, The device just knows what the car is doing. It doesn't know if you're the one smoking it away from the lights or if it's your 17-year-old kid or somebody else. So it knows what the car is doing, doesn't know that it's particularly you. If it's the cell phone, an app app on your cell phone, then it's uh, much more directly related to you.
0: But I see, I see technical issues with that too. Like what if um, I'm a passenger and I'm driving with my co-host here, Graham Leadfoot Williams, um, in his car, uh, how, how is it monitoring it? Like, you know, if I'm just a passenger, uh, is it kind of still gathering that data? And, you know, my friend here is like, you know, jumping off the, the you know, the, uh, the red lights and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, uh, well, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I don't, I'm not, I, the, the decision doesn't really give, give us uh, an indication of how this works. They said they, uh, they made an adjustment to reflect the difference, but it's not clear what that adjustment is. So I think that's a question you'd have to ask the, uh, the actual company or maybe the Nova Scotia Utilities Commission. Uh, we don't know, and that's, that's a real issue. There's also a question of, well, how, mu- how, how much is this following you around?
0: Well, it's probably following you around a lot <laughs> yeah. if, uh, if it's monitoring your driving. We're speaking with Vincent Gogolek. He's with the BC Freedom of Information and Privacy Association, just uh, looking at the privacy implications of insurance companies uh, putting apps on our phones to monitor our driving for usage discounts. Thanks again for joining us, Vincent.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Mike. It's a pleasure.
0: Now it's time to learn how to use your iPhone better.
2: iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do you got, Graham? So this week we've got a tip of the week week that is customizing vibrations for your friends and family members. So the idea here is that you can create a specific pattern so you can recognize who's calling or texting without even looking at your phone. So to get started, go to contacts. Choose the contact you want to create the pattern for and then tap edit in the upper right-hand corner. Scroll down to the word vibration, tap that, and choose create a new vibration. So you've got a a pad on the screen here that you can tap and you can hold, create a pattern and a rhythm, then click save. Congratulations, you've got a customized vibration. So that's your tip of the week, creating custom vibrations for your contacts.
0: How would you like to have free credit score monitoring? Well, we're going to tell you how when you come back from the break for the app show. Stay tuned. You are back with App Radio. I've got my uh, guest hosts in studio with me today, Christina Stoyanova, Graham Williams. Still a lot more to talk about in the world of apps, uh, including the hot five food ordering apps and uh, an app that can translate your baby's cries, or not. We'll find out what that's uh, all about. On the line now, though, we uh, have got uh, our guest. Uh, his name is David Feller. He's the CEO of Mogo Money, a uh, an app that. Uh, is uh, really kind of changing the way people think uh, about financial services. Uh, thanks for joining us today, David. Thanks for having me. So, uh, MoGo Money, uh, explain to our listeners what the MoGo Money app is all about.
3: So, so yeah, it's called MoGo, and MoGo, quite, quite simply, is all about this digital transformation that is obviously happening in all areas of our lives and also uh, is happening in financial services and banking and more and more, uh, as that digital shift continues to happen, uh, consumers really led by millennials and even the next next group, uh, Gen Z, they're looking for you know, uh, a next generation experience. And that's really what we're looking at building at MoGo. So we're not a bank, uh, but we are looking at essentially offering a digital banking experience with all the products that you would need to manage your financial health. Uh, led mobile first. So obviously the mobile app is key to that. You have to be able to download the app. Uh, and access these solutions very quickly. So at MoGo, you can download our free app, Android or iOS, open an account for free in three minutes, no impact to your credit score. And as of today, we have four products in there, free credit score monitoring We're the only company in Canada offering free monthly credit score monitoring powered by Equifax, largest credit bureau in Canada. Uh, We also offer a prepaid Visa card that really is a tool to help control spending. We offer personal loans, and we also offer mortgages today. Talk about that
0: free uh, credit score monitoring. I know when I've had to look that up before, it actually cost me money.
3: That's right. Yeah, so typically, up until recently, um, consumers had to pay for credit score monitoring. You'd uh, go directly through the bureau. There's two major bureaus in Canada, Equifax and TransUnion. Equifax uh, is the largest in terms of volume. And uh, it would typically cost you around $180 a year to get monthly credit score monitoring. Uh, and, again, at MoGo, we every month at the beginning of the month, we update that score. Unlike the bureaus, we also offer it directly through a mobile app. So, again, it's all about convenience and that great digital experience. Obviously, that's where it's really relevant. So you can log in with Touch ID at the beginning of the month. We do a push notification, let you know your credit score has been updated. You log in with Touch ID very simply. You see your credit score. You track it. You understand what drives it. Uh, and it is an important piece that every Canadian should be monitoring. There's about 26 million Canadians out there with a credit score. Uh, probably less than 10% of them are actually monitoring it on, on a monthly basis. So this is something that we think is going to be pretty big.
0: Yeah, myself and my hosts have actually uh, tried it out on uh, your app, and uh, Graham, uh, our, our co-host here, said it's like you're almost gamifying <laughs> your,
3: your credit That's score. right, and actually gamification, if you think about what's the trend going to be as we move towards this digital experience, uh... increasingly it is gamification so we actually are hiring people from mobile gaming companies everything about that user experience is inspired by games again if you think about the millennials and gen z gaming continues to obviously expand in terms of interest and if you can start applying gamification to financial services and actually make it you know fun and engaging to get in control of your financial health just just think about what that can do so we think that's probably going to be one of the biggest trends that you're going to see in financial services, and that's really what we've incorporated with uh, the MoGo app.
0: So let's talk about uh, the other aspects, the other products uh, that you mm-hmm. have. Uh, apparently you can get mortgages, personal loans, so people actually apply for that right through the app?
3: Yeah, so again you open the account, so if you think about what we're trying to do, obviously everybody in Canada already has a bank account, right? So we're not trying to compete directly with banks and say, hey how do you, you know, switch over to MoGo? I've already got a bank account, you're not going to get me to move away from that right now, there's too much friction. We're about making it very easy and frictionless to open a MoGo account, to add MoGo to your financial wallet, uh, and give you value and utility that you're not currently getting from your bank. And then obviously over time, as you're building up that trust and credibility and people start to see your value proposition, then they start to engage in your other products. So if today you sign up and you're getting your free credit score monitoring and all of a sudden you now have, let's say, a mortgage that's coming up for renewal, you've got an account with a bank, but you also have an account with MoGo, you then start looking at that and saying, well wait a minute, it looks like Mogo can offer me better rates, more transparency, looks like a better experience. Uh, we also track your mortgage right through the app as well. So uh, although we are the broker in this case and we're not actually funding the mortgage, we're still controlling that entire user experience. Uh, and so that's you can see how progressively as we start adding in these other products, building up trust and credibility with users, on our value proposition, on the things that really make us unique and different to say a typical bank, uh, that's how we obviously look to gain a, a greater share of customers' financial wallet. How many users do you have in
0: Canada so far?
3: Um, so uh, today we have over 400,000. Uh, we just recently announced uh, 450,000 milestone, uh, and we're signing up uh, just over 15,000 uh, accounts a month. So we're growing very rapidly. Uh, you know, we, we do believe, if, again, if you look at over the next five to 10 years in Canada, five to 10 years from now, the leading financial brands in Canada will look completely different. And just like every other industry, that won't be led by the existing incumbents, which today are obviously the the big banks.
0: Do you think they have uh, something to worry about with uh, companies such as yourself, like 10 years down the road?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously that when you say, especially for a small company like Mogo, to say, hey, you know, we're going to a certain degree, we're challenging the banks. uh, But, you know, this has happened in every industry. You know, I mean, Amazon versus Walmart, Blockbuster, Netflix. We've seen this time and time again. Smaller companies with very limited resources Going up against massive companies with billions of dollars market cap, the challenge that all of these existing players have, including the banks, is they have you know very legacy businesses, over a hundred years old, legacy technology, legacy margins they're trying to protect. You know we're out there, for example, offering free monthly cr- uh, credit score monitoring. Uh, well, that's something that if the banks were offering it. They usually would charge for it, or they're charging fees on their checking account, and that's why the banks made $40 billion in net profit last year. So it's not only their challenge from a technology perspective to evolve to this new digital experience, but it's also coming up with innovative products and really taking away a lot of the fees. So if you think about the trend as well, you know, millennials, Gen Z, there's very few things they're going to pay up for, maybe an iPhone, uh, maybe Airbnb, but generally, they're not paying up for cable. They'll subscribe to, to Netflix. So, increasingly, those not only digital experiences, but that high value proposition, uh, those are the things that are really resonating with that next generation consumers.
0: I, I think millennials uh, and the younger listeners uh, obviously get the value proposition. What do you say to the older listeners out there?
3: Yeah, I mean, again, similar to Airbnb, you know, Airbnb, Uber, you know, although a lot of these new solutions, you know, to a certain degree resonate strong with the younger demographic. The reality is it's a broader, a lot of consumers appreciate convenience, value. You know, today, um, although we have a, a large segment is probably in that millennial, more than 50% of our customers are older than millennials. Uh, and so what do they value? Well, just like all of us, I'm not a millennial, but I value convenience. Uh, I just, you know, came back from my trip using Airbnb and the convenience of that experience, the convenience of communicating all through the app, uh, the value proposition of staying, you know, in a in a home for a lot less than what a hotel would cost, with way more facilities and convenience and everything else. I mean, that really is that hallmark of that next generation experience. The same thing with an Uber, you know, and with that's essentially what we're we're doing with Mogo. So, you know, we have older people that, for example, were, you know, um, paying $180 a year to get their credit monitoring, and it wasn't a great experience. Now they're getting it for free in a much better experience. So. Uh, same thing with um, our mortgage experience. It's about transparency as well. You know, a lot of times you go to the banks, they have what they call their posted rate, but they don't. You got to haggle to get their actual real rate. Uh, where Mogo, we actually put the real rate right there. It's, this isn't a posted rate, uh, and increasingly, that's obviously what all consumers expect. Same thing with Amazon. Obviously, Amazon is a big, big driver of this as well. So, no different than Facebook. The largest, fastest-growing segment is really that older demographic. Uh, and you know that same thing's gonna be happening in financial services.
0: Come for the free credit monitoring, stay for the mortgage.
3: That's uh. right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're talking with David Feller, CEO
0: of Mogo. Uh, David, obviously, people can download this on their iPhone and Android.
3: That's right. Yeah, available in the uh, App Store and and Android. Thanks for joining us today, David. Thanks for having me.
0: We're going to switch gears now and uh, talk about uh, our ongoing uh, iCloud series. And uh, this week, it's iCloud Drive. What is it good for? With Graham Williams. Android tip of the week. Make the most of your Android smartphone. On the line for our Android tip, we've got Ted Kritsonos. Thanks for joining us, Ted.
4: Thanks, Mike. Good to be with you.
0: So we're uh, talking this week uh, about guest accounts. Uh, explain to our listeners uh, what that is uh, all about uh, on the Android platform.
4: Yeah, this is not a new feature. It's actually been available for, I would say, probably two years. Uh, and, and basically what it is is that with your Android device, whether it's a phone or a tablet, you can set up a guest account. So you would be the main user, but then you can set up a guest account so that, you know, say some, a friend, uh, you know, a parent or, or kids uh, could use the device but not get to your stuff. So if you have certain apps or certain data, you know, email, whatever it is that you kind of want to keep hidden away, you can do that by switching to a guest account, which effectively changes the, uh, the look uh, on, the, on the device itself. And so, for example, if you have kids and they want certain games that they play, uh, you can actually kind of create a separate sort of existence for them on this device uh, by using a guest account.
0: Love it. And again, how do they access this?
4: to set it up uh, so it's very simple you just when you go to the uh, the 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 notification shade so if you pull down with your finger from the top of the screen you should see an option on the top right uh, which looks like an icon with a with a face or a body on it so if you tap that uh, you should be able to see that you can create a new account from there thanks for joining us Ted Always a pleasure. Thanks, Mike.
0: That was Ted Kritzonos uh, with the Android Tip of the Week. Guest accounts. Keep those kids out of your your Android phone. You are back with the App Show. Still lots to talk about on today's program uh, coming up in a bit. We're going to be talking with the uh, the folks over at Essential, a new smartphone company from the actual creator and founder of the Android operating system, Andy Rubin. Uh, again, uh, Essential and the new Essential smartphone. so you'll want to stay tuned for that. It's, uh, it's pretty hot stuff. Right now though it's that time. The weekly app hot 5. This week it's the hot 5 food ordering apps. So uh, what do we got guys?
5: We have some hot food ordering
0: apps. Great.
2: <laughs> let's let's start with number 5. What do we got?
5: Number 5, we have Skip the Dishes.
2: And so what's unique about this? Well, the thing that I like about Skip the Dishes is the fact that you can actually see once you've ordered your dish where your driver is because they work on a bunch of different deliveries. And then where your food is, as soon as they pick it up, you actually can see this in real time on the map. And it's kind of fun to follow their journey as you sit there waiting and think, I should have walked to get this myself. So this is kind of like the Uber app where you can see where your Uber driver is. Exactly. Yeah. You can see who your driver is, what type of car they're driving, uh, when they're breaking your red lights, and uh, trying to get your food to you faster. And does this work in most cities in Canada? Yeah, or uh, Toronto, uh, Vancouver. It's the two I've tried it in. <laughs> there, There are other cities, I'm sure. Number four, what do we got?
5: We have Just Eat, which is actually the largest takeout and f- food delivery app in Canada.
0: And so what, uh, what is unique about this one?
5: You know what? Um, this one does not have that, uh, that tracking feature. Uh, but it, like I said, it is the largest one, which means that you're likely going to find more restaurants on this one.
0: And I guess that's something to look at when we're talking about these uh, food delivery apps. Uh, they have to make deals with all these different restaurants, don't they?
5: Yeah. I got to be honest your best bet is to have all of the apps and uh, that way you have access to all of the restaurants.
0: (laughs) Do they do like exclusive deals typically, or can you find that some of these restaurants use uh, some of the, you know.
5: Some of them double up.
0: Yeah. Uh, Just Eat, one of the larger ones out there. What's the number three?
5: Foodora. And this one actually gives you the tracking feature as well.
0: And so anything unique about this one or is it another
2: food (laughs) delivery?
5: Another food delivery service.
2: I've seen a few people around town where they've got the little bikes with the carts. So it's like a low eco footprint thing. That's kind of cool.
5: Yep. Yep.
2: Could you you hijack those and have like...
5: (laughs) Have yourself a little feast. Get off the bike. I'm
2: really hungry. (laughs) Number two.
5: DoorDash.
0: Not to be confused with Jordash. (laughs) No.
5: denim on mm-hmm. demand denim on wow demand. we just went back to the 80s yeah
0: brook shields uh <laughs> doordash what, what's uh what's the story on this one
5: just another uh food delivery service this one has the advance ordering so you can order you know up to days in, a, in advance if you know you're having people over or I'm gonna whatever be desperate
2: for a pizza in about three days exactly here we go Well, this would be good, though, like if
0: you had a a dinner party and uh, wanted to have Chinese food, for example, I guess, and you could order that like for the weekend, days in advance. That's right. Very cool. And the number one food ordering app this week on the app show.
5: Is Click Dishes, which is fairly new on the scene.
2: And so why is this the number one? This one's kind of cool because it's got a feature that I really liked, which is that you can invite other people to lunch with you digitally. So you, let's say that you're going to be going and meeting friends for lunch in the park. You can invite them in the app to select the dish that they want. They can actually pay for their dish through the, through their phone and you get it all in one order so you can go and pick it up. So it's kind of like you can invite people to lunch digitally and then show up with all of their food. I think that's neat.
5: So going Dutch has gone digital.
2: Nice.
0: We still have a lot more to talk about on the app show, including an interview with the folks over at Essential with the new Essential smartphone. If you're in the market for a a higher end smartphone, like an iPhone or some of the Samsung phones, you have to stay tuned for this segment. It's a new phone that's going to be available at TELUS here in Canada uh, with some really cool, amazing features. Back after this. You're back with the app show. I've got uh, a very special guest uh, on the line. Uh, I've recently had a chance to go down, check out the new product launch of the Essential smartphone uh, from uh, the man behind Android, Andy Rubin. On the line, we've uh, got our special guest. His name is Nicolo Damasi. He's the president of Essential. Thanks for joining me on the uh, program, Nicolo.
6: Pleasure to be here. Nice to meet you, sir.
0: I was uh, pretty impressed with uh, you know, the, the tour that you guys uh, gave uh, the journalists uh, down in California. And what kind of impressed me the most is that you didn't sit there and talk about all the specs of the smartphone. You actually went into the, the DNA behind it and all the engineering and, you know, what was the vision for the, uh, the future. Tell our listeners, uh, you know, why? Why did you guys want to come out with an Android smartphone when there are so many out in the market now?
6: Yeah, well, um, let me stand back for a second and tell you a bit about Andy's vision uh, for Essential. And, and obviously, um, the, the sort of roadmap that we have begins with a, a phone and a 360 camera, but it's actually a 10-year uh, view on how we can establish Essential as um, part of uh, the next generation computing platform, um, which Andy believes is all going to be centered around, uh, you know, A.I., um, you, you were at the event, so I think you heard him talk through um, all the investments he's making out of his venture fund playground in the in the AI space. Um, but essential is is a very big part of how one can ultimately choreograph your life um, in an Internet of Things world. So I like to say that um, you know we must remember that when Andy started Android, you know, maybe 2004, most people in the world only had one internet connected device. You know it was a Desktop, maybe a laptop. Today, you know, 10, 12, 13 years later, most people in the developed nations that might be listeners to your show uh, probably have a, a laptop, a phone, a tablet, maybe a TV even. So three or four internet connected devices. Over the next 10 years, we think that's going to increase by a factor of 10. So you're already starting to see people who have thermostats, stereos, baby monitors, front door locks that are all IOT data-connected devices. Um, and so our vision for Essential is around how we can make that IOT AI future simple and easy. Um, we think humans are still going to be in charge of uh, the world in 10 years. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> until, uh, until that changes, screens are important, mobile devices are important, um, and so, are, so is going to be you know, things like your home, um, and how you choreograph your IoT devices in the home, which is why Essential Vision is not just a phone and a 360 camera, but of course it includes a home product and ultimately many other form factors that will all help you make life simple and easy and interact with eventually maybe even 100 Internet-connected devices in your life over the next 10 years. Um, the phone is a starting point. We think the phone is a really important device in your life because it's never far from your... Uh, your hand. You never fall from your palm. You, you, you probably only sleep a couple of feet away from uh, your phone, even at night. Um, and as a result of that, we've always felt, Andy and I, for the last you know, almost decade that we've known each other, that nobody has really done justice to what the Android operating system can do, and no one has done justice to what the hardware could be for an Android phone um, to capitalize on the premium segment of consumers. And we're obviously making a, a darn good uh, attempt uh, at tackling both of those here. So we've built a phone that is stock Android. Um, it is going to get updates as fast as uh, you know, Google ships them. We'll have them on the device. Um, it has uh, no preloads from the carrier, only ones that you, you, know, you can select in the setup wizard should you so choose. Um, we have the only titanium ceramic phone in the world. Um, and I think it's fair to say that our accessory port, Means that you can effectively future-proof your experience with us by buying and snapping on additional devices at any time in the coming years. Um, if you see something that you like that's significant, let me pause there because that, that was a, that was a rather long answer. I realize.
0: No, that uh, no that uh, that was fantastic. I, the accessory port is something that really fascinated me. I I love what Motorola did with their Motorola mods, but you know the one downside I saw on that is that they are tied to that form factor. Uh, from, for that phone uh, to make those accessories backwards compatible. Um, yours, you've, t- you've taken a different approach.
6: You're exactly right, sir. Um, so the, you know, the reality is we want um, dongles to be a thing of the past. And so we've taken a magnetic accessory port approach. It's actually a near-field wireless um, port that allows uh, us to, meet, to take that accessory connection to any device we make in the future. Um, And so you can take that 360 camera, for example, and snap it onto your home device uh, at some point in the future. Um, And other accessories will also be able to communicate wherever we have an essential magnetic port because it's actually not a connector. It's just a near-field wireless communication system that allows you to put data in and out and power in and out. So anything that requires data storage, data uplink to the cloud, Data processing, power, or uh, or data; those five things can all be done through that port. Um, I, you, you met obviously a number of the engineers behind um, our company, and you know one of the things that we're keen on on, on doing is being a different kind of consumer electronics brand. Uh, we're focused on uh, being transparent, putting putting the faces and names behind our products front and center. We're we're not a you know we're not a Borg-like organization. <laughs> we we are very human. There's only a hundred of us. Um, and we and we wrestle all the time with the right way to innovate, so that consumers can always get uh, not only a good experience today, but they can, but they can get one that is that is effectively going to going to work for them in years to come. Um, and this is a good example uh, of how we're thinking about ensuring that meaningful innovation, not not gimmicks. We're not trying to force people to buy. You know, new colors that snap on or a new dongle that you need to have because it's not. It's like we're trying to get rid of all that and make sure that when we bring products to market, they're only significant. Um, And the camera is a great example of it. And we have other ones on the way that take advantage of this of this port. But, you know, I'd say that we spend as much energy thinking about the accessory port as we do you know, the craftsmanship on the phone, things like titanium ceramic that we've selected, not just because they feel and look beautiful, but because they're actually more durable than aluminum and steel. And you saw some of those materials firsthand and the advantages of titanium around not just being dense, scratch, and bend proof, but also allowing um, uh, you know, for effectively the, the biggest screen and the smallest form factor on the market. So we've gotten rid of the border because we're using titanium. And so everything we do has both a form uh, as well as substance to it. You know, it, it looks good, but it also has a real engineering purpose to it.
0: I, I love the, um, the, the screen that goes right to the edge, and it really does um, shrink the overall size because, uh, you know, I compared this to an iPhone 7. It's about the same form factor as an iPhone 7, but it's, it's got a screen the size of the iPhone 7 Plus.
6: You got it. That's exactly right. We have a bigger, we have a bigger screen than an iPhone 7 Plus, in a much smaller form factor. I mean, compared to the Pixel phone, our screen is as big as the entire Pixel phone, <laughs> basically. Uh, you know, if you swallowed all the borders. Um, and you know, I think that's pretty compelling. I mean, other people are obviously, you know, in the hunt to do that, and it's rumored that Apple and Samsung uh, will be doing something similar in the fall. But because we're small, nimble, you know, we're going to obviously beat them to market with that offering. Um, and I think that it's a good way of us showing the world what we can. What we can effectively bring, when you compress product cycles, you don't focus on, um, you know, short-term profitability at the expense of innovation speed, uh, and you put solving consumer pain points centermost in the vision, which is exactly what Andy started Central to do, and why I why I joined him this time last year to try and effectively commercialize his roadmap.
0: We're talking uh, with uh, Nicolo. Damasi, he's a president over at Essential, uh, a, a new smartphone company. Uh, From one of the founders, uh, Andy Rubin of uh, Android, Uh, if you get a chance, I highly recommend you either go online and actually uh, check out uh, the story behind this phone or go down to uh, uh, a Telestore to uh, uh, check out and actually feel this phone. It uh, is amazing. If you're in the market for uh, like an iPhone uh, or, you know, one of the Samsung uh, S7, uh, S8s, you have to check this phone out. It is just simply beautiful. And the technology behind it uh, is amazing as well. Thanks for joining us today, Niccolo.
6: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Next up is one of my favorite segments, Crazy App of the Week. What do we got this time, Christina?
5: We have an app to help you decipher what babies are trying to tell you when they're crying.
0: And what is, what is this called?
5: <laughs> it's called Cry Translator.
0: Okay. So I download this app onto my, is it for iPhone and Android? Uh,
5: for iPhone only.
0: iPhone only. So I download this app onto my iPhone, the Cry Translator, and I let it listen to my baby.
5: That's right. For five seconds.
0: And then what does it tell
5: me? It tells you if your baby is hungry, sleepy, uncomfortable, stressed.
2: Graham, thoughts? Uh, I actually think that uh, we need to sort of see if we can take this app and move it out to a larger audience. I think this would be great in boardrooms, right? <laughs> or at uh, like Thanksgiving dinner would be very handy. You could just record someone. Oh, you're cranky. We need, we need to get you into the pumpkin pie right now. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
5: So it does give you helpful tips after it hears your baby cry about what you should do to make the crying stop. Okay. Does this,
0: I mean, could this really work though?
5: I don't know. They actually tested it in, uh, in pediatric uh, environments and it's been proven to be 96% effective.
0: Well, you can say that because you don't really know what the babies are saying, right? I could say that. Oh, look, I, I was right. It's cranky.
5: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Like, what science is behind
5: that? Well, I guess they're probably basing it on whether the baby stops crying after you've said or after you've done the thing it tells you to.
0: Is this free? I hope it's free. No,
5: no, it is not
2: free. How, how much?
5: You have to pay to make the babies stop crying <laughs> <laughs> for about
2: eighteen years.
5: <laughs>
2: so, how
0: much is this app?
5: Three ninety
0: nine. Oh my god, four bucks.
5: Four bucks, but think of it. You remember when your kids were little? Yeah. Think of how much sleep you could have gotten if you just knew what they were trying to tell you. Yeah, but I don't think it mattered.
0: They would still cry anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's cranky. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Cry Translator.
5: I don't know if that maybe says something about you, Mike.
0: (laughs) Probably does. (laughs) Cry Translator, available for the iPhone. When we come back from the break, it's Travel App of the Week with Christina. You're back with The App Show. It's that time of the program. Travel App of the Week. Brought to you by Always
3: Online Wireless. Prepaid SIM cards for international travelers. Get yours at alwaysonlinewireless.com.
0: What travel app do you have for us this week, Christina?
5: I have Trips by Lonely Planet.
0: Trips by Lonely Planet. Uh, Lonely Planet, a a very big uh, brand name when it comes to travel books. What does this one do?
5: This one lets you share all of your amazing trip photos without driving your Instagram followers crazy. So how does that work? So instead of bombarding everyone with, you know, a million photos, you can actually add your photos to collections, uh, sort of like a timeline, and you can actually use maps and text to annotate them as well so that your followers or, uh, you know, just people in general can see what you're up to on your trips.
0: And where does this get posted to?
5: Uh, Just into the uh, Lonely Planet trips app.
0: So your friends have to have this app as well? Yes, correct. So why would I want to do it there and not Instagram?
5: Uh, Just because it can be frustrating for people if you're going to post like not post at all and then, you know, start posting 10 photos a day. It's a lot. So this actually lets you put them into collections, but it's also a great place to get inspiration on travel as well, because other people are posting on there and they actually, uh, Lonely Planet is actually doing some curation on there as well.
0: So if you're into traveling, this is the definitive way to, I guess, show and tell your stories.
5: Uh, Well, I don't know if it's definitive, but it is definitely a fantastic way to do so. There is nothing definitive about travel. I think it's uh, (laughs) one of those things to each their own. The name of the app again and where it's available? It's called Trips and it's free from the App Store. It should be available on Android later this year.
0: So all the time we have left for the App Show, don't forget to visit our Facebook page and our website, the App Show Radio uh, com and that links right to our Facebook page where you can interact with us uh, on a regular basis. We'll see you again next time.
3: Vancouver's
4: News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.